Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. And I am excited because I have a special guest here today who is awesome in everything that he does. He is an expert on leadership. He has military experience, but he's going to tell you a little bit about himself. And today we are going to talk about setting power goals. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, Scott McCarthy. Hello, Scott. Hey, Keisha. How are you doing? It's great to Hi. talk to you again. Yes, I am awesome. I'm really excited to have you on. So in a nutshell, just to kind of frame it, and we'll have his bio on the website and everything with notes about the, um, about the episode for you to peruse along with links to his website and everything. But tell us in a nutshell, a little bit about your background and um, and how you got to this whole notion of setting power goals. Right. So just a quick goals notes about me. By day, I'm a senior Canadian Army officer. And by night, I am the what I call the chief leadership officer of Moving Forward Leadership, which is everything leadership uh, from leading yourself to leading teams to leading organizations. I focus on how to turn people from bosses to leaders and uh, get them to stop bossing because we have way too many bosses in this world, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And that, that yeah. actually is another topic for a good show. I should probably bring you back to do like, stop I would, I would, leader. yeah, I would definitely, you know, anytime you've been on my show twice. Now I got to repay the favor, right? Yeah. Awesome. So, Go ahead. Yeah. Let's talk power goals, origin of power goals. Um, if you go, I got to go way back. All right. I got to go way back to 20, let's go 2010. And I didn't realize it at the time, but power goals started around 2010, 2011 in my mind. Uh, at that time I had returned from Kandahar, Afghanistan after doing a tour of duty over there for seven months. And I got put what we would call post-it to, uh, the Canadian forces logistics training center. Um, and there, after two years in, in, a, uh, in one job, I had been picked up for fast track, i.e. getting all the key appointments for promotion and moving forward you know, quickly in a career. Mm -hmm. And the next job I got was uh, what we call operations officer. So operations officer is one of the two senior jobs as a captain. If you make that, then you're going to be promoted to major and you're, you're going to keep moving fast in your career. Uh, just an idea of what that job is. Think of it as a like a chief operations officer for a medium-sized company. At the school, we we're pushing through 3,600 students per year, 300 courses in my cell of myself and five other members. We coordinated every single require resource requirement for that course, from scheduling to all the way down to pens and paper that was required, and everything in in between. So a little bit, a little bit stressful, a little busy. And I decided, you know what, that wasn't enough. So I sent my wife to live three and a half hours away to go to medical school. And, <laughs> and, and I said, that wasn't enough neither. And I started my MBA. What, what is wrong with you? I'm like, what is wrong with him? He keeps adding stuff to the plate. I know, I know. <laughs> so, I, so fast forward two years in that job, I was doing my MBA in basically, uh, sorry, basically school years. <clears throat> it took three years to do my MBA in school years. So two years of my MBA was in that job. And then I got promoted and sent to here in Kingston, Ontario to another unit. Well, if you thought that job wasn't crazy enough, my next unit was what we refer to as a high readiness organization, i.e. we're ready to roll within 48 hours of a moment's notice bags wow. packed 
good to go. And I was put on a team specifically, uh, which we called the non-combative evacuation operations team. So the goal of that team was in case of a urgency, some kind of catastrophic event in any country around the world, we would go in and essentially extract Canadians out of, of said country. Okay. Luckily, I didn't have to execute any missions between for those two years in that job, but I ended up doing close to 200 days abroad, traveling through 11 countries and assisting our embassies with the plan because they're the ones that own the plan. We help them execute said plan. So literally globe trotting, doing that job. I'm literally going through South America, my MBA. And, and then a year, so one year into that job, my wife finally finishes medical school, comes home. She's pregnant with her first child. We go through, uh, a little bit of pain with him because he wanted out early. That's another story for another day. But anyway, needless to say, a little chaos. So luckily, at least I had finished my MBA that time, right? There's I, a whole... Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so you are the poster child for... Glutton for punishment? Yes, yes, for having way too much stuff going on. So anyone who is listening to this who is like, oh, I got so much stuff going on and I can't get my stuff done. Um, yeah, so I'm going to need you to take several seats because Scott has you beat. I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> so 2016. 2016 marks really uh, a, a, a critical time. I, I finish up that, that chaotic job of, you know, on that team and then I get changed jobs where I take command of a logistics squadron here at the base. Said squadron is 200 people in strength. Okay. Meanwhile, my wife starts her residency program. And if anybody has any idea of what medical residency programs are like, uh, it made my schedule look like a cakewalk. So we had a child that you know, is basically a toddler. I'm running a squadron of 200 people across nine different buildings in the base with three different you know, diverse mandates of maintenance, transportation, and supply, supporting a base that fluctuates in size between five and 8,000 people. <clears throat> and on top of that, I'm essentially 90% of the time a single parent. Wow. Right? So a year into that, and I go, you know, it's time, for, let's, let's get real, right? And I was like, I ain't happy. Like, this, this is not jiving for me. <laughs> Things Didn't sign up for this, sorry. <laughs> no, it, it, actually, those are my exact words. Like, I did not sign up for this, right? Like, because what happened was, with all those responsibilities, 200 people, an organization of 200 folks, supporting the base, taking care of my child, basically being a single parent, coming home to a wife who was here, not her fault, but not existent because she was so... Uh, indulged in, you know, engulfed in her studies and her responsibilities to get through this residency program. And I'm like, I'm just giving up everything that I had worked for up until that point. And I was just like, this, this ain't working. So I'm like, I got to sort this out. There's no way, Scott, you got to sort this out. So of course, you know, with my MBA and everything I had done before, I'm like, okay, let's, let's set some goals. Let's figure this out. Let's get going. What's my core problem? Like, I ain't happy. I ain't, but if you look at it, everybody in a business world context will go, all right, let's start, you know, let's go start and uh, set some smart goals. Right. How do you set a smart goal of wanting to be happier, being happy again in your life? Right, right. It don't fit. It just 
like square square peg round hole think 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 it ain't going through right and so i'm just like that is not a solution for this problem i need to find a solution to this problem so i started doing research mm-hmm. and guess what it didn't exist i i couldn't find anything everybody basically referred back to either smart goals or something which is basically smart goals renamed 2.0 you know, right. pick something. It, it, and it's all the same thing. It needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. It needs blah, blah, blah. All that great, great stuff. And don't get me wrong. I, I like smart goals. I think they're appropriate, but not in the context of which I need it. Right. I needed something that enabled me to attain something which isn't really tangible, which you can't go ahead and put a number to and all that jazz. I'm like, so I'm like, okay, there's nothing that exists. What do you do? Well, when, when you got a problem, nothing exists you go build a solution. Lo and behold, I didn't realize that at the time, but I had already did the outline, a template of the solution because of all that craziness I was going through the years prior of getting up to this point. I didn't realize at the time, but I was actually employing what I realized were the principles, which ended up becoming the power goal system. Okay. <clears throat> so sort pretty of, much out of the chaos and the madness, you act, You had started creating a template for a system that you can use and that you can apply to the stuff that happens in life. Because, you know, smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, right. you know, all that, all that other kind of stuff. Those are more metrics for, you know, I call it producing widgets. Right. 100%. <laughs> you know? and, and, and there's, there's nothing that you can look at and say, okay, well, you know, like you say, how do you create a smart goal, goal for being happy? Um, for being fulfilled, for wanting to have, you know, a sense of freedom in your life. I mean, those are things that we all want, but nobody has figured out how to set a goal and what it looks like so that we can actually be able to achieve that. So with your template that you've, you know, that has now become the, the system, what are some of those things that popped out immediately when you started looking back? So if I can even just pause that thought and finish off the previous one, it, 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 this was initially designed for an individual, but you know what? You can apply this to organizations as well. Okay. You can go ahead and apply it. You, it's just, you have to go through the steps and you know what? It, it, it applies to both the uh, individuals and organizations equally the same. You just have to look at it in the context. So the first thing I realized is I got to prepare. <clears throat> I have to prepare. And what do I mean by prepare? Well, I got to actually figure out, what does it mean? You know, I got to define the problem essentially like, okay, well, what do I need to be happy? Well, let's look at my values first off, because usually if you look at psychology, if you're not happy, therefore your, your values are out of line. Now, if you go back to goal setting and the goal achievement, 92% of people will fail in achieving their new year's resolutions for the year. And the reason as I dug through the reason why that people fail, the core reason I believe is because it's not in line with their values. So let's take the age old example of someone who wants to lose weight. Well, you know what? If they're not losing the weight, that means they actually don't place enough value in their health and fitness right now in this part of their life. Right. Because if someone actually put enough value and said, okay, I want to drop 30 pounds or I want to run a marathon whatever. 
and they actually go out and achieve it is because they actually place that amount of value in that goal. Gotcha. So I had to figure out, like, what are my values? Well, my values were my health and fitness, oddly, oddly enough, using that example, mm-hmm. my family, my business, both sides of it. I figured out those were my three main ones that, you know what, things were going a little astray on all of them, right? Mm-hmm. So I had uh, like, okay, these are my th- core three values that I need to work on because if those are in line, that's actually going to give me my end result. So that was the P part of it, figuring out what my values were and then turning those values into goals. So I wanted to, I wanted to get, I wanted to str- strengthen the relationship with my wife and spend more time with my, my son, my one son at the time. Now we have two. And then as well, I wanted to ensure I was both successful on my military career, but expand moving forward leadership because at that time, essentially it was a, it was a hobby of filling time that I was essentially alone. Okay. And that was then I was like, okay, great. Those are now my goals that are going to lead me towards my main goal of becoming happier. But how do I go about achieving them? I don't know. Because if I knew, I would have achieved them by now. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that then it was like, okay, the second step is observe. Okay. Observe those who are actually already successful in those different realms. So I started going out and I started looking, okay, you know what, health and fitness – I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to mess around with this. I went and hired a coach, online mm-hmm. fitness coach. Boom. Workouts at my fingertips every single day of the week. Uh, access to him, support community, all that jazz. Done. I don't need to worry about it now. I, I've gone out, found what I need to do, and I've incorporated that. You know, family. I started talking. I started joining various men's groups, dad's groups started talking to my buddies who I knew were good fathers, good husbands. And like, how do you skin this cat? You know, how do you guys do this? And started asking questions I'm like, Oh, you, you know, do this. Oh, you need a date night. Oh, you know, leave your wife a little notes. Oh, make sure you, you go ahead and, you know, and set time. And then I realized, okay. All right. So then what, what came out of this observation phase of each one of those goals were essentially now, I developed smart goals within the power goals. So these are what I refer to as supporting actions. These are the things you are physically going to do, which in turn support your goals to your main objective, right? So each one of, each one of my goals had three to four supporting actions from, uh, you know, reaching, uh, reaching out to my father once a week, leaving notes for my wife, and I actually numbered them. All right. I want to do this X number of times per week. Mm-hmm. And one of my goals was become more focused as well. I want to become more focused. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to read five times a week, 30 minutes minimum per time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work out five times a week for, you know, one hour. I'm going to ensure I post the moving for leadership group and on my various social medias minimum once a day for six days a week. And I, I, every single one of my supporting actions, I framed it in that way. So they're very smart oriented, mm-hmm. but again, they're not the goals. They're the supporting actions. They're the things that I do that, like you said, turn into getting the goals. 
And now this becomes the nuts and bolts. It's like, okay, what's next? I got all these different supporting actions. It's like, holy crap, I got all this stuff. Well, I needed to do inventory of my time because it's a lot of stuff, right? right? So I started looking at my week. I'm like, okay, how do I spend my time? I started looking. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm sleeping until like 6, 6.30 every day. Do I need to sleep until 6, 6.30 every day? Let's try five. And you know what? Yeah, it sucked for about a week. <laughs> but I got over it. I know you call me crazy. You, okay. you called me crazy the other day. That would not work for me. <laughs> no, it wouldn't necessarily work for you. But the question is, is like, okay, what time do you get up? You know, if you get up at 10, could you get up at nine? Right. Right. It all depends and, on your schedule. And the great thing about what I love about this approach is it's individualized. So people aren't given this script and this one size fit all thing of here, here is the formula and, and what you have to follow. Because when you talked about aligning it with your values, whether it's you as an individual or, or your organization, you have to make sure that this fits with your identified values, not what somebody else says is important exactly. to you, but and that's what's important to you based on what you think. And that's the reason why so many people fail their goals because someone goes, hey, you know what would be a great idea if you went ahead and ran a marathon? If someone said that to me, I'd laugh in their face because I hate running. I despise it. I do a 5K at most. 10K is pushing it. 20, you know, what was it? 23.1 or whatever mm -hmm. it is. I don't even know what a marathon length is. I don't care. I'm not going to run a marathon. So that's what happens. So many people go, you know, oh, you should do this or you should be great. And you go, yeah, that sounds okay. But you know what? It's not in line with your values. So you go ahead. And as soon as it hits to becoming the tough part, mm -hmm. then you quit. Right. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so you go through that. You, you figure out your values. You figure out what you're trying to achieve. You go find people. You find the coaches. You hire somebody. You, 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 you go and get a a program or whatever you figure out you observe you observe mm -hmm. others doing it and you figure out what those supporting actions are and then you get into the weekly planning but before you can even plan your week you gotta figure out okay because no one has time right like right no one no one has time where's the fat in your in your week guarantee you everybody has fat in, in their time and when i went through this analysis i was like holy cow you know what like i said earlier get up an hour earlier mm -hmm. yeah it sucked for the first week but i quickly got over it and then that's where I implemented, you know, workout time and working on moving forward leadership stuff at the same time. <clears throat> My lunch hours, I turned into productive time. Vice, just sitting, chilling, eating lunch or actually working. I actually got away from my day job during my lunch hour. And then for me, because I worked, you know, that standard work day, eight to four, eight to five thing, my evenings, how was I using my evenings? You know, mm -hmm. I'm Canadian. I'm a diehard Montreal Canadiens hockey fan. I never missed the game. Like I would watch every single game throughout the hockey season. And then I would watch other games too, but that's eating up like three hours in evening. Right. Do I need to watch every single game every, you know, every night? No. Do I need to sit there and watch games of Thrones or breaking bad or play PlayStation every night? Like, no, I don't. So then I'm like, okay, all this stuff, like, is, is it actually adding any value to me? Is it making me happier? Do it. And like, no, do I, did I completely stop all that stuff? No, but I definitely scaled it back and mm -hmm. said, okay, now I'm finding the time to go about achieving everything. And after that, I started scheduling, literally scheduling. Okay. I'm going to do this at the, you know, 5am doing my workout. Boom. 
during my lunch hour on Monday, I'm going to write a blog post. Boom. Mm -hmm. And I literally took every single supporting action and plugged it into my calendar. Awesome. And, and here's the beauty though, right? Life happens, right? Life mm -hmm. happens. A schedule can't be written in stone because life happens, especially if you're looking at achieving stuff that isn't necessarily your primary, you know, your, your livelihood. So you need to be flexible. So when you're doing your weekly plan, all these supporting actions, you know, very few of them I actually did said seven times a week. Right. Because if I said seven times a week, I knew I was actually setting myself up for failure. The only ones that I said seven times per week were the ones that literally would only take two, three minutes to achieve. Gotcha. You know, how long does it take? Kind of the lower, the low hanging fruit to give you <clears throat> a sense of success. Right. You know, you start off the day, right? So mm -hmm. I always post a leadership article a day on my, on my Facebook page, on my, in my leadership group and on my LinkedIn profile. I'm reading that stuff. Anyway, how much longer does it take to actually for me to share that? It doesn't take any time at all. And like you said, it sets my day up for success because believe it, I'm posting that thing between five and 6 a.m. most days. Right. So if you've got, so we've, we've gone through preparing, observing, doing your weekly plan, um, you've got E and R. What's up with, what are, what are those steps? E is execute. Okay. Do what you said you were going to do. Pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. Like I said earlier, life happens. So what you want to make sure is there's flexibility in your plan and your execution. So that one day, if also the your kid wakes up at 3 a.m., they're crying, they're sick, you plan on getting up at 5 to do a workout, you're, you, it takes an hour and a half to get them to bed, do you think you're getting up at 5 a.m. at 4.30 to go for a workout after being up for two and a half hours? Probably not, right? Mm -hmm. So you go, hey, okay, that's Tuesday. You scrap Tuesday's workout. But guess what? Your plan has Thursday and Saturday open. Right. You just shift it. Boom. Right. And you still achieve your five workouts for the week. Mm-hmm. And you can do that for all the supporting actions, right? So if something happens, something pops up, you shift, you play with it. And yes, you know what? I guarantee you, you won't actually hit 100% success rate. And we'll talk about that at R. But what you're actually, what you're, you're aiming for that 100%, I guarantee it won't happen. In very little will, uh, time do I ever hit 100%. And if you do hit a 100% rate, I would suggest that you're, you're supporting actions. You're not actually challenging yourself enough. Right. So the other part of execution is how do you get back up when you fail? Okay. Right. So you go ahead and you get off track. You know, you go ahead. Okay. I have a cheat meal on Friday. Cheat meal turns into fat Fridays, turns into, you know, <laughs> binge weekend where you Sunday night, you, you shake your head, you look around, there's pizza boxes, McDonald's and everything. I can't relate to that at all. Okay. <laughs> So how many people would actually go and they would just beat themselves to death about it? Like, oh, I'm a failure. I, 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 I screwed up. All my progress is gone. You know what? Put it in the past. It's basically a sunk cost. Mm -hmm. It's done. Get over it. Relook at your plan and go ahead and start getting into your plan and executing your plan again. And now what you need is what I refer to as a barrier plan. So barriers are things you either put in or take out. Okay. So I'll give you a couple of examples of, I'll, I'll give you an example of putting in a barrier. So let's say you realize you spend too much time on social media, such as Facebook. And it's so easy these days. And it's like, well, you know what? Delete it from your phone. Mm -hmm. So that's inserting a barrier. Now it's a step harder for you to access the thing 
that is taking you away from achieving your goals. So you figure out consciously go, okay, I'm going to insert these barriers so that the thing that is actually keeping me from achieving my goals is more difficult to do. So for Facebook, you know, you delete the app from your phone. You're like, okay, well, that's not stopping me because there's, you know, there's such a thing called a web browser where we use for, for, for websites, right? Okay, great. Every time you now, every time you go into it, you make sure that you sign out of it. Right. So now, now you actually have two steps to go through or even three. You have to open the web browser. You have to put in Facebook. You have to put in your username. You have to put in the password and you actually have to hit log in. Those are all barriers. It makes it more difficult for you to go to that thing that is keeping you from achieving your goals. If you find that, you know, your Facebook usage through your time, your, your time analysis is keeping you from doing the things that you should be doing. So let's talk about removing barriers. Okay. And one of the, one of the things that was a barrier for me was when I was starting my 5am workouts. So my wife is what I refer to as a pin drop sleeper. You know, she hears one thing, she's awake. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't and don't sleep the wake. You know, don't, don't wake the sleeping bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she likes her sleep, right? So I was like, oh, I gotta find a way that I don't wake. You know, wake my wife. Okay, I've, great. Remove a barrier. I go ahead. I get my watch. My watch has vibrate only for my alarm. Perfect. Boom. Set my watch to um, five a.m. It vibrates. It doesn't disturb her. It's not the alarm clock going off. Mm-hmm. Right. None of that. It just vibrates. I'm the type of person, as soon as I get woken up, feet are on the floor, I'm good to go. But then it was, oh, I got to rummage through my, through my drawers to find my PG, my, you know, my training, my, my, yeah, my gear. Well, that was disturbing her too. So how do I go about that? Well, I removed that barrier by putting my stuff out the night before in our ensuite bathroom. Mm -hmm. T-shirt, shorts, socks. Right. Done. And then, so I went through that progress, that, you know, process. And then one morning I came downstairs and I realized that my gym shoes were at my work. I was like, oh, so that's an excuse for me now not to train. Well, what do I do? Well, remove that barrier. I went out and bought a second pair of shoes and they stay right here. Actually, literally right next to me right now (laughs) as we're talking because we're in my basement. I'm in my basement. So as you see, like all these things, these barriers are removing the excuse, right? I no longer have excuse. I no longer have excuse that, oh, I'm going to wake Julie. I no longer have the excuse that I'm going to wake her because I'm looking for my shirt, shorts, and socks. I no longer have the excuse that I don't have shoes. I no longer have the excuse that I don't know what to do because I had hired a coach and get a training plan every day sent to right. me all these barriers are being removed, right? So now it's easier for me to get to that supporting action, which in turn supports the goals that I'm trying to achieve. And, you know, the great thing that I love about this, this whole system and and guidance is that it addresses each one of the areas where people usually fall short. You know, if you don't have things, if you haven't really taken stock of your life and figured out what you want in terms of what's not working, first of all, so you know what problems you have to solve, then you're not you know, figuring out what's important to you in terms of your value system. And then if you're not observing, and I love the fact that you say you observe people who are being successful and you find out what works for them. And you didn't say that you did everything that somebody that you saw done. You did the things that you knew worked for you in your situation. 
And, and I think that sets people up for failure so much because they look at somebody else and they don't know the backstory. They don't know what their values are or anything. They say, hey, that person has this eating plan or this workout plan or this career path or this goal, so I'm going to do that. And, and all of this comes down to it being individualized. So your, your system for power goals is a, a completely individualized system for people and organizations and teams to be able to create a, a blueprint for success that will work for them as long as they are being true to and being honest with themselves about what they need to do, what barriers they have, all the stuff to, to help remove the excuses and, and get them on the right path. And I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's awesome. Um, we probably need an hour to talk about all of it. <laughs> um, I know. But I, I, I did want to give people and, you know, every time I do the show, I always tell people, you know, listen to the episode, have pen and paper with you to take notes. You know, you can listen to it again. But I do want before we, we log off because we've got about a minute or so left. I do want you to give people information on um, how they can get in touch with you. Um, I know this is a system that you have just launched and, and opened up. For people to be able to join you so tell us a little bit about how they can work with you where they can find you um, how they can get in touch with you for follow-up yeah for sure so uh, movingforleadership.com is the website if you go to movingforleadership.com forward slash power that is going to bring you to the power goals landing page and everything is explained there uh, i'm not sure when this is going to go live for you keisha but uh, i got an early word pricing on this right now at basically 55 percent off for the program uh, so it behooves people to, you know, if you're really interested to dive in quickly, because that is only going to be on until the 15th of June, 2019. Awesome. And this is actually going to air um, with next week. So it's cool. They'll, they'll have time to take Perfect. action. And I think that's the key because with everything, whenever you make a decision, you have to honor that decision with action. And yeah. so I love the fact that you've outlined everything and you, you've removed all of the barriers and all of the excuses for why people would normally not be able to um, actually make sure that they're sticking to their goals. <laughs> so thank you so much, Scott, for joining us on Mindset to Mastery. Um, we're, you're going to have to come back. I already know that. So Yeah, yeah, no. Anytime. <laughs> We can, we can hit stop and hit re-record again. I know, right? Um, so thank you again for joining us. This is Keisha Rivers, your host, uh, President, Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group. Um, you've been listening to Mindset to Mastery, the podcast where we provide you with tips, strategies, insights, and actionable items to help you change your mindset and master your success. Go to our website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com for details information and to give us your feedback about how this show has impacted you and to give us suggestions on what you would love to hear. Until next time, make it a great one. <laughs>